What podcast is this? We don't want to wait. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't. I I don't want to wait. Um, I'm I'm Robin, and I'm apparently losing my I'm voice Stephanie. already. Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> it's hot. Is it hot in Vermont? I'm gonna. Uh, no, of course it's not hot in Vermont. It is January. <laughs> I mean, I'm it, sweat. It's the not. The dog is panting. All <laughs> uh, right. Well, the old Alabama weather. Um, yeah, well, it's crazy. I just want to welcome you to 2006. We are officially here. 2006 has arrived. 2006. You know, we're officially in the internet age, the mm. golden age of the the dawn of podcasting. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, all that good stuff. Yeah, actually, uh, starting with the next season, I'll be listening to old episodes of uh, Starkville's House of El to just to remember what it was like. And I'll catch all those, like, the news that was coming out and stuff. So, uh, yeah. That was exciting. You know, yeah, I, I mean, exactly. I didn't, of course, I didn't do Smallville, but... You know, lost. That yeah. was just that was such special time. You know, ugh, it's just yeah. Lost in Smallville uh, brought me to podcasts, and then pretty much like Buffy and Angel kept me there. <laughs> so, uh, and lots of fun along the way. Um, Six feet under. Uh, I've talked about other stuff before. X Files yeah, for a time because that's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six feet under. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know. It's like the opposite of fun. <laughs> Podcasting is fun. Yeah. Well, you know, I I, I wanted to do some uh, do some dramatic, uh, cover some dramatic stuff, and Six Feet Under really hit me in a special place. And, uh, uh, seriously dramatic. Mm-hmm. That's FisherCast, folks, if you want to check it out, if you're into Six Feet Under. We should talk about Smallville, and uh, one of these episodes really hit me in a special place and broke me, and uh, probably I'm going to try my best to get through it without sobbing. Uh, but, you know, like any uh, well, any person on TV, I've got daddy issues too. So, <laughs> um, All right, so let's start off with Fanatic, though. This is the one where Sinead O'Connor is obsessed with Lex. Oh Lord! Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder how much how much they had to pay her to shave for her to shave her head. <laughs> I don't have that. Do you have any? You don't have any trivia on that? No, not on that. No. Uh, I think it was part of the casting. Uh, let me see. Uh, I don't know. I, I, have, I have page numbers written down here for stuff. Uh, no, no. No, I don't think I have anything about that. Um, I did take these Darn. notes like ages ago. So. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Annie Bergsteed, uh, who is the per- – I hope I pronounced that right. Maybe Burge, Burgsteed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's the one that played Samantha, and she says that when casting for the role of Samantha Drake, the show's producers are looking for someone who is willing to shave their head off for one episode. So I guess that's what helped get her to the job. Wow. You're right. All right, so let's kind of start at the beginning. You have no notes, so I'm going to go through my notes and remind you of these episodes. This is how this is how, okay. this, is how this works. <laughs> okay, so uh, we have basically a flash forward at the beginning, and we we see Jonathan the candidate up there, and uh, and a rifle pointed at him, and oh my god, it's Lois! And then it's oh no, how did we get to this point? Yeah, what did what? How did they hurt Lois that bad that she's going to want to murder Jonathan Kent? 
Because she looks up to Jonathan mm-hmm. so much. Like, she just looks at him with these big puppy dog eyes and just but is she, always smiling. Yeah. And He doesn't give her enough attention, though, right? And uh, she gets really huh? obsessed. She gets really obsessed with uh, oh. making him senator. And then he probably, like, turned you know, her away, I, right? <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, that, like, either she got obsessed and she was attracted to him and he, you know, uh, rejected her. Or she got there was a body switch. Uh-huh. You know, I like those good old body switch episodes. Or <laughs> uh, you know, mind control. I, I knew there was something, something, you know, genre TV that happened to force her to shoot him. Right. And then it was, goes forty eight hours earlier, and Lex is meeting with these Central Kansas A and M students uh, for Lex Luthor, uh, the their little college campaign group, and uh, Samantha. He's trying Drake. to get the MTV. He's trying to get the MTV vote. Yep. And he gives like this speech and he references Thucydides. And I'm like, you're really grasping here, Lex, for some. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what that, that is you're talking about, but something uh, uh, Greek or Roman or whatever. Anyway, they're, wear- they're wearing vote. What was he talking about? I don't know. I just wrote Thucydides. What? <laughs> um, uh, it was his mandatory. Uh, literature slash history reference of the episode. Yes, yeah, yeah. Learned it from his dad. Um, I did see that they're wearing Vote Lex t-shirts, and the great thing is it's got this little bald Lex head right in the middle of it. I was like, <laughs> I want that shirt. <laughs> um, but uh, my next one is I can see these kids wielding tiki torches in the future. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Samantha says that she's replaced um, uh, a cross. Oh, she she replaced her she blah, blah, she replaced her cross with a Lex necklace. Yep. yep. How creepy! Mm-hmm. Yeah, her necklace doesn't say Mary Cherry, right? It says Lex. Um, right? Did Mary Cherry wear a necklace that said Mary Cherry? I'm sure she did. <laughs> uh, then we see Lionel getting that blackmail information from Griff. I love the whole thing where he's burning the photo and it's like just like below his – like right in front of his face and he just kind of like is looking at Griff and raising his eyebrows, you know? It just looked really creepy. Lionel has some really creepy stuff here. Um, so the the Jonathan's campaign manager apparently has set a, an oval office set in the Kent uh, farm uh, for Jonathan to do speeches from. But uh, yeah. That's not going to work because Jonathan's trying to relate to the every man, yep. you know, to the to the middle middle America, and this campaign manager wants to vote for yeah Jonathan get that corporate <laughs> vote. Um, and uh, yeah, this is Sosnick. He's played by David Richmond Peck. We've talked about him before. Um, he played uh, Olivier on Orphan Black, which is the guy with the tail. Um, the last time we talked about him, though, was he was playing a meter maid that uh, Lex like smashed his co- smashed his uh, meter maid vehicle in front of him. So I was like, "Oh, oh man, yeah, I remember that." You know, he was billed as meter maid before, so I can say like head cannon. Uh, Sosnick, in getting upset with Lex, decided to uh, take it upon himself to help Jonathan Kent win the election. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jonathan gives the job to Lois. So, were you excited? Lois, campaign manager. You know, in politics... Was I excited? Yeah. Mm. In politics, you really don't need... 
in, in politics, you really don't need experience. Um, it's actually been proven. So <laughs> that's true. Uh-huh. Anybody's qualified for anything. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so uh, uh, we see also Jonathan step aside and we see he's taking little pills. Nitroglycerin mm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for his chest pain. Right. Um, and uh, Lois gets uh, yelled at by the, the young the young Nazis uh, for putting up Jonathan's posters over <laughs> Lex's posters. And Lois is acting all indignant about it. And I'm like, you know what? They might have, you know, it is kind of rude <laughs> to be stapling yeah. your candidate's face over the. But Lois doesn't care. Like, yeah. that's, she's her job. She's got to. <laughs> yep. Uh, Clark and Lana are starting to get a little uh, cl- close again, but uh, he backs off quickly when he thinks he's hurt Lana. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. And then I know I was like, "This is they've got to discuss this eventually. Mm-hmm. This has got to be talked about." And then he like turns it around on Lana, like, "Hey, listen, you moved to Metropolis and you've been obsessively studying astronomy. Astronomy, yes. it's all your fault." Deflection. Ugh, that made me mad. Um. Yeah. Uh, the junior cadets then beat up Jonathan in the bar barn and hang him up. Like real, these guys are for real. Um, and then uh, that's when Lionel is offering uh, Martha money. Uh, oh yeah, because she's she's uh, finishing cleaning up at the Talon, and he pulls up. She gets in the car with him, and she tr- he tries to give her money. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it, but but later on she comes back and and wants it exactly, and that you know yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of that decision of hers. Yeah, because Martha would not go behind Jonathan's back, right? For especially with anything having to do with Lionel. Mm-hmm. I got such a frog in my throat tonight. I don't know what's going on with me. I apologize, listeners. <clears throat> so, Chloe um, is then confided in by Clark about what's going on. Chloe, oh, being this the funny. only person they can talk to, <laughs> and. She says, oh, this conversation definitely cements me as your crypto hag. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> that's a line. <clears throat> and she argues that, you know, hey, you can shake my hand without crushing it. So, you know, and I was thinking that too. I was like, you know, he, he opens doors without you throwing them off. You can control your heat vision. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I found something that was written in 1969. By sci-fi author Larry Niven. He is known mostly for his uh, series Ringworld. Um, and it's his, this essay called Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex. Which basically, you know, says, you know, Superman, steel, and in comparison, Lois is Kleenex. So he has some arguments on why Superman can't have sex. Um, so okay, this is good stuff. I want you to, you know, uh, get your wine glass out because this is some... Uh, this, this, this gets a little dirty. <laughs> uh, so, electroencephalograms taken of men and women during sexual intercourse shows that an mm-hmm. orgasm resembles a kind of a pleasurable epileptic attack. One loses control mm-hmm. over one's muscles. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, yes, he can control his heat vision, 
Mm-hmm. Yes, he can open doors without throwing a you know slinging the door off, off the hinges, but during that act, he could get all caught up in you know passion mm-hmm. and lose control. Right. That's what I was thinking. And you know, Superman has been known to leave his fingerprints in steel and in hardened concrete accidentally. What would he be to the woman in his arms during what amounts to be an epileptic fit? Okay, the second one is, consider the driving urge between a man and a woman, the monomaniacal urge to achieve greater and greater penetration. Remember also that we are dealing with Kryptonian muscles. Superman would literally crush Lois's body. He's talking about Lois Lane, of course. Um, Lois's body in his arms while simultaneously ripping her open from crotch to sternum, gutting her like a trout. Uh, and here's the best one lastly the imagery he'd blow off the top of her head ejaculation of semen is entirely involuntary in the human male and in all other forms of terrestrial life it would be unreasonable to assume other otherwise for a kryptonian but with kryptonian muscles behind it kalel's semen would emerge with the muzzle velocity of a machine gun bullet. One can imagine that. See, that's what I'm wondering if he's thinking. (laughs) Is he thinking about that? I think so. (laughs) He notes here one can imagine that the Kent home in Smallville was riddled with holes during Superboy's puberty. (laughs) (laughs) How did he get away with writing this back in 1960? Yeah, he published it. Um, So I'm going to put a link in the group if I remember. To that essay, it is uh, it's some steamy reading. Um, all wow. right, so yeah, uh, Jonathan is strung up, like I said, and he's got this sign above him that says "Drop out while you can." Um, and I got to say, as a medical professional, uh, the odds of a guy with a heart condition hanging upside down for a long period of time, like not coming off with some permanent damage, at least, you know. It seems like. Mm, well, I mean, like anybody's upside down for a long time seems kind of yeah uh, dangerous Jen- to me. I think Jonathan's been shot like two times this season, so he's all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, me. he's been shot. He, sh- he got shot once, and then I think he's gotten knocked out several times. Um, <clears throat> knocked down the stairs. Yep. So Lex is asked by Clark why. Is he running for this state senate seat? And uh, he says it's kind of like a stepping stone. Um, and mm-hmm. and I and I just noted here. I was like, does Lex not remember his vision in Hourglass? Like, <laughs> does he not know that him being president would be terrible for everybody <laughs> on the planet? <laughs> yeah. So it's funny how you know in these last couple of episodes it's set up that he's got this choice. He could either lose Lana and live happily with a couple of kids for the rest of his life. Or he could take the other other path and cause nuclear annihilation. So <laughs> I guess he's going with the nuclear route. Nuclear? Nuclear. Nuclear. Okay. Just wanted to say it both ways just in case anybody was uh, listening. Um, <clears throat> so we see that Samantha keeps an electric razor in the Students for Lex office, which is handy when you want to shave yourself bald. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's the place to do it. So, yeah, she shows up with Lex. She's devoted. She's devoted to Lex. And she says 
Like she, he's like wondering how she got in. And, uh, and it's like, dude, your security is terrible. But she said he actually has a security code that's easy to figure out. It's just Julian's birthday. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's why everybody's busting in. It's such an easy to – it's like somebody's birthday that's the password. <laughs> yeah, but she knows things about him that most people – like she's an expert. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she knocks him out and says he's just got a moment of weakness and this this is why um, he needs her. And um, I have my book here. It says, fortunately, Michael Rosenbaum had had, had – has a lot better luck with his fans than his fictional alter ego. Most of the fans, I'd say a large majority, if not 98% of them, are just fantastic. They know how to keep their distance and their space, and when they come up for an autograph, they get an autograph and they leave. It's the ones that get a little uncomfortable that keep coming back or follow you. It's not fun for anybody, and I feel like it's a respect thing. Um, he continues acknowledging that not all not all fans know the barriers, but those he, that do, he enjoys spending time with. If the fans come up and give and you give them an autograph and you give them a smile or hello or acknowledge them, and that's enough. But there are those fans, few and far between, that think they need to follow you for a block or need to go after you for a few things. <laughs> so yeah, Michael Rosenbaum dealing with the fans. I wonder if it was worse during Smallville. And I wonder if it's better now. And I wonder, you know, he talks about he doesn't mind going to cons and yeah. and meeting with the fans. Because, you know, it seems like to me you go to the cons, you meet with the fans, and that's the time to do it. And uh, right. people a lot like service dogs. Celebrities are like service dogs. <laughs> Leave them alone in public. <laughs> Celebrities are like pregnant women. Do not just come up and touch their bellies. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I thought that it was creepy when we go back to the uh, students for Lex office and we see that the his her two uh, friends are dead and they're actually wearing Lex faces. <laughs> and uh, they're uh, strong on them. Yeah. And then Clark sees a picture of Jonathan and it's and his face is scratched out. And I wrote down, oh, no, he's been kidnapped. <laughs> he's being collected. He's being collected. <laughs> yeah, that's a callback that just keeps coming back. Um, <laughs> uh, my next one is that during the whole assassination scene, the score underneath sounds a lot like House of Cards. <laughs> I don't know. It was just really, I don't know. It sounded like political drama, intense. And then... Um, Huh. There's this like really cool slow motion bullet I liked, um, uh-huh. which Clark deflects and Lois takes care of Samantha. And um, yeah, so Griff is gone. Um, did he? Did Lionel murder him? Who knows? But his body showed up dead. Um, I'll just—I just wanted to tell you—we'll see that actor again in season nine. And um. Uh, what, you know, sometimes I write down notes and I don't know if I'm just quoting something or if I'm making a note to myself. (laughs) So Lana's studying the meteor showers and, uh, oh yeah, she doesn't think that they're random, you know? Okay. So yeah. So, uh, Lana is deducing that if a ship came down this time, what if a ship came down last time? Right. (laughs) I mean... I'm sure, I'm, okay, I'm sure she, you know, with this post-traumatic stress 
and she's you know putting a lot of thought into this and she's kind of obsessing on it with school and everything uh I, i'm willing to forget that she <laughs> a couple of seasons ago and what i don't know what happened to art but yeah. now she's in you know people's interests change so mm-hmm. now she's into astronomy that's that's good because she's trying yeah. to figure out what's going on okay. exactly it's like luckily it's like she's not into astronomy because you know she saw like a YouTube video with Neil deGrasse Tyson and got like, you know, got all excited. It was, it's, she saw this meteor shower has affected her life like twice and, uh, you know, took her parents away and she saw aliens, you know, it's craziness, you know? So now she's trying to figure this out anyway. Um, yeah, my last note for that episode is Martha. This is a bad, bad, bad idea, which is taking money from Lionel. Bad because, you know, uh-huh. Lionel is the devil. And bad because Jonathan, as soon as he finds out, is going to be pissed. And it's just going to cause problems. Yeah. If she would have took money from anybody else, mm-hmm. it would have been different. Right. Best needle drop of the episode I wrote down, Depeche Mode's I Want It All, which is a good song. It plays during Lana and Clark's discussion at the end there about this, you know, the meteor showers and Martha meeting Lionel. In the back, or basically getting into the limo with Lionel. Mm. Mm. All right, lockdown. The one where two cops look to prove that a spaceship landed uh, and that they're looking to prove it by any means necessary. So, And also one where uh, Lana and Lex continue to get closer. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about this? Not only do they, oh shoot, not only do they have the murder bond, now they have the hostage bond. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I I do like how this begins though. You know, Lex of course has a panic room, and uh, of course, is it the same place where the uh, vault was just last season? I have. <laughs> it seems seems correct. I thought. <laughs> so, oh, this guy's Longinus from uh, Modern Family. Oh, really? Uh, I wrote. Yeah, I did. I don't know uh, who he is, but I. Officer Harris, his his fiance is Sarah Lind, and she actually starred with Kristen Crook in Edgemont. So she now shows up to help terrorize. What her. is Edgemont? Is that like a is that like a Canadian? Uh, it's like a teen show. In teen show. Canada. Remember, Kristen was on both shows at the same time. No, I didn't know that. I told you this. You just don't remember. Yep. First season. Uh, for a few seasons. Uh, for like how did she two do or that? three seasons. I don't know. She was like in every episode of Smallville. Yeah, I don't wow. know. Uh, so uh, Lana's still trying to get Clark to make out with her. And I wrote down, Lana's still looking for that telescope in the loft, uh, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, kind of a innuendo. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> And she says, "I turn to turn to Lex because he wants to try the truth, not a, not avoid it." So, yeah. See, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen. Clark is pushing her away with his secretiveness because every time he does it, uh-huh. you know, skipping ahead, yeah, no. you you get that look of heartbreak on her face. That you know, she's so disappointed. Here we go again, mm-hmm. same old. Avoiding the secret, the truth, or whatever. So she's going to go to Lex because he's like, oh, remember how I said there wasn't a, a, a spaceship? Oh, here's the spaceship. 
I'm showing you the spaceship. I'm telling you everything. Right. So that's going to draw her to Lex is his his truthiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even Martha's like, listen, just tell her. <laughs> and uh, and Clark, it's funny, you know. Uh, well, when when Clark is talking to Martha about uh, Lana, he says, "I can't imagine ever loving anyone else." And right at that moment, Lois pulls up in her car. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then, uh, Lois tells, uh, Clark, he's got to smile more unhappy family members reflect poorly at the polls. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote down, unless your name's Melania, um, Lois is talking about all the ads and posters and commercials. And Jonathan's wondering what is going on here. Who's playing, who's paying for this. And I mean, skipping ahead, like, uh, you know, he figures it out and it's, it's major money. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, I mean, TV ads and radio spots, that's expensive. Yeah. And I'm definitely on Jonathan's side here. Like this, this is just, what a dumb move that Martha and Lois made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, these cops, um, well, they, they've apparently watched Smallville because they know how to make Lex come out of his panic room, which is go get Lana. And uh, <sighs> as soon as they get out, there's a struggle and Lex gets shot again. And Lana and Lex are now stuck together in the hot panic room with Lex bleeding all over the place. With the low romantic light mm-hmm. of the panic room. And he tells her. Is this where he tells her? Oh, yeah. like right About, about his dream? About his dream, uh, I can't remember. I, I wrote down. Oh yeah, he he mentions uh, the events of Lexmas to her and says he has feelings. So, um, and she's like, "You're you're you're not talking straight. You're <laughs> out of your head." And Sheriff Adams unwitt- unwittingly stumbles into yet another hostage situation, <laughs> but um, unfortunately, she gets killed. No, not Sheriff Adams. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I love that her last line is, "Well, ain't that a mother?" <laughs> After she gets shot, um, <clears throat> let me read this. Although a big death was promised for the show's 100th episode, fans were surprised to see that a longtime favorite departed in episode 99. Al Goff says we wanted to do something surprising. Uh, he says. Uh, about Camille Mitchell, who plays Sheriff Adams. We loved her. She was great. But we felt that if we took a character that you'd see on occasion and then killed them off, viewers would be like, holy shit, they killed Sheriff Adams. I think every now and then in a series is good to remind people that nobody's safe. You always want people to believe that anybody could go at any minute. Uh, Camille said, they told me that she was going to die. They were really nice about it. I think what was explained to me was that it was said that earlier that someone close to Clark would die. Not that my character was close to Clark, although in in the episode Hidden, um, I was being more friendly to Clark, but the idea was that they were going to use my death as something of a red herring, possibly implying um, that this is the person that's going to die, not the actual person. We'll get to that. Well, I mean, I just took it as anybody could die. Yeah. I, I, I forgot uh, about Was she really a fan favorite? I, I liked her. I hated her. <laughs> you hated her? <clears throat> is, yeah, is it just the accent? I did not accent? like the character at all. <laughs> the accent, yeah. 
Uh, Lex asks Lana if he's if she thinks he'd look better with hair. I thought that was funny. Oh, that was that was very good. Yeah, that was almost, it. Almost felt meta. <laughs> it almost felt like because you know. Um, oh, I guess it was during the panel at Dragon Con. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum was saying that there was some real pretty guest star was there in the makeup room. He was getting his his head powdered or whatever, and he was he looked at her and he said, "You know, I'm much cuter with hair." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Clark and Chloe are investigating uh, Officer Flynn by going to, to the psychiatric wing of the hospital and checking some tapes. But I love that they um, distract a guard by uh, Clark speeding in, shaking up his soda really fast, and then speeding off. <laughs> oh, well, but what was great was Chloe was like, well, let's do this. We're going to do this, this, and that, and the other. And yep. then Clark was just like, I got it. I- I'll handle it. He shook up the cane. Quite the reverse from the old mortal arc where uh, Chloe was like, no, I got this, you know. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, uh, Lex and Lana have been brought by gunpoint to uh, the warehouse. and Oh, actually, it was just Lana. And Yeah, because she, because she was trying to get them to uh, – because Lex was deteriorating yeah. quickly. And she was trying to get uh, Longinus to call <laughs> – for help, but he wouldn't. So she was like, "I'll take you to the ship." Uh-huh. She did. Now, Lex knew the ship was gone. Did she know the ship was? He gone? told her in the in the in the panic room, which was like, okay. oh, like a oh crap moment. Like, oh man, you've been lying to these guys the entire time. Yet they think that there's, there's a ship there. Uh, yeah. So she's taking it. She's just grasping at straws. Anything. To get Lex help. And uh, we get to the warehouse, and I just wrote down, ooh, look at this nice stack of pipes you're standing near. <laughs> so, yeah. Of course she takes advantage of How convenient. Of that. There is a great oh. thing here about um, they're going to plant a bomb and blow the place up, and um, Clark actually super speeds in and, like, pushes through the flames to rescue Lana and brings her out through the building, which I thought was awesome. You, like yeah, the overhead shot of just like shooting right through the flames to grab her. Yeah, she, you've, we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Clark rescuing Lana. You know, it's an, just another day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was uh, that added a little extra something to it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, actually, many people have seen this before because the exterior warehouse that you saw and the warehouse explosion both come from the Sylvester Stallone movie, The Specialist. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the close-up stuff so is def- took, definitely Clark and Lana, but <laughs> they just took that from somebody else. Yep. Like you can just do that. I guess so. Must have been a Warner Brothers property. Um, and I just wanted to tease you. How did they know to do that? How do you know that? Like, how did? They- <laughs> how do I know how? that? Because it was what? in the trivia. How- <laughs> How did they know to do that? Well, they're probably like, listen, we don't have enough money to ex- afford an explosion, but we want something big here. Well, what? So does this happen a lot? <laughs> I, I is this so. common practice? Yeah, I, I, this has happened before. Yeah. It's, it's not usually something like a, an explosion, but usually it's like stock stuff, you know, the exterior of a building or the exterior of a, of a, like an ocean liner or different things like that. Those get traded around. Huh. Yeah. And wow. Clark like rescues Lana, and I think she's pretty much fully conscious. But he convinces her, like, "Hey, listen, when I got here, you were laying outside. <laughs> like, 
luckily you got away from the explosion and you know not to mention that his jacket looks like he's been in an explosion <laughs> so uh and i just want to uh tease to you that this explosion will come up again yeah it will come up again really um, not the so kind of like not the stock photoish ca- thing of it. it the actual event so kind of like how the sheriff's deputies <laughs> yep came from arrival arrival yeah. something else will it's like a chain reaction yep yep uh so uh jonathan figures out how to f- save the dumb mistake by selling the back 40 Oh, not the pack. I know. I was like, "Oh no!" Farm and Jonathan's trying to be like, "Oh, it's good." You know, I, I wasn't using it anyway, and but still, it's it was their stupid mistake, and Jonathan loses part of his farm as a result. That's how desperate he is to not owe Lex, uh, to not owe Lionel Luther. Mm-hmm. Is he's willing to sacrifice the back forty? Right. He's willing to sacrifice Clark's future. Yeah. Uh, well, the back 40 isn't his future, but yeah, he, he does. He, but, you know, it's something that was supposed to be handed down to Clark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lex and Lana have a little hug and Clark sees it and then zooms away. Um, I wrote down, Lana, we may not have the ship, but we sure are building a ship. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was just my fan fiction I wrote. Uh, and, and also, you know, did you notice this is, this is familiar. The only thing that's different is Lana is looking at the camera and smirking. <laughs> mm. It's like, uh, Clark's little fever dream came true. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Lex took a bullet for Lana, but Clark saved her from a bomb and, but she can't, he can't tell her. And Chloe says, you have to tell her the truth, which leads into... Episode 100 This this was glorious Ugh. This was a great episode This is like Okay is this one of like everybody's favorite I mean, Top 5 episodes Maybe even top 3 for me I, I don't even maybe, yeah. maybe even number 1 I don't know This is just so uh, huge And so like uh, it, it It hit me so hard And but it's just like the show Completely changes from here on out, and it's it's like a perfect 100th episode too. Like, huh? Uh, did you did you get to catch those behind the scenes videos I posted in the group? Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch you them. Really, will love them. You will love them, especially the first part where it shows the writers' room, because for once I can actually show you how an episode is like broke, and it's I, oh wow, you know. And actually, the and, and folks, if you want to see our Facebook group, that's facebook.com slash group slash Dawson's group. Watching this video, how long it takes uh, for them to work on an episode and how many different stages it goes through, like it's it's immense. And it all takes place over like a one to two week period of time. And it's just so much work. And you see like a, a normal episode of television and you're just like, that sucks. And, and just to think that that much work went into like a, a crap episode of television as you know, yeah. uh, it just makes me angry that, you know, people, sh- they should, they should not be making crap if this much work goes into it. Yeah. It's a lot of work to make an episode of television. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it just kind of, this is also huge because uh, this is Greg Beeman's last Smallville directing job until he comes back 
to direct the season nine finale, and then he comes back again to direct the season ten finale. But uh, yeah, Greg Beeman is off to the season ten finale. You mean the series finale? Yep. Yep. Um, so where does Greg go? Well, Greg Beeman is going off to a little show called Mercy Creek. Um, but after that, he goes to Heroes. <laughs> Mercy Creek. The Mercy's Mercy Reef, is- I should say. Oh, got it mixed up with Dawson's Creek, I guess. <laughs> it was like Mercy Creek. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to Heroes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So uh, yeah, this is episode 100, and they they. Plan from the beginning of the season. Listen, episode 100 is going to be called, we're, we're calling it Reckoning. And whatever the story is, this is this is the episode where Jonathan Kent is going to die. And uh, and they knew this from the beginning of the season. That's what they were working through this entire time. And uh, yeah, I wrote down the one where my favorite TV dad dies. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, we kind of should have. Known because we got the Duke boys reunion Mm -hmm. right before this. And I had a feeling that Jonathan would not be the senator. Right. You know, like even if he did win the election, I had a feeling something would happen that he would not be able to hold the office. Mm -hmm. And this is. And this was such a weird episode because. There was no conflict for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just keeps going. It's just happiness. The happiness, best episode yay, yay. ever is the first part it's of It's like this. so cheery. It, yeah. It's like, where's the conflict? Mm-hmm. Where's the Where's the villain? Where's the meteor freak? Where, what's going oh, on? It's all amazing. And then, you know, things, you know, any CW drama, if things are amazing, it's not going to last for too long. <laughs> um, some other trivia for you. Greg Beeman actually left from his own father's funeral. To direct this episode, can you imagine? What? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, he just he what? just got Mind done blown. burying his father, and then had to go film. And he just did, lost. Oh no, that's what's his face. I was going to say he just lost his son too. No, that's that Jeff was, Loeb. Uh, Jeff Loeb. The script was. I get those heroes people mixed. Up. <laughs> the script was printed in red to avoid spoilers, and only forty people at Smallville were allowed to look at the script. So, so it wouldn't leak out um, mm. Because people were You know, Smallville fans were definitely like What if it's Jonathan? Like, it's gotta be Jonathan No, wait, what if it's Lana? Oh my god, what if it's Lana? You know, and they're trying to figure out Who is gonna die And a lot of people are like Episode 100's coming that, And it's called Reckoning Guarantee somebody big is gonna die And Clark is gonna have to reckon With the deal he made You know, at the beginning um, And also, Jonathan has to reckon With the deal that he made as well, but anyway, so uh-huh. um, this episode begins. What day of the week is the show? So, what day of the week is the show? Aaron? I think it's on Wednesdays at this point, or maybe it's Thursday. No, it's Thursdays. Okay. Yeah. Um, this song, this show, immediately hits the heartstrings as we uh, hear some James Blunt in the first scene. Uh, You're beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how old was the song at this point? Was this just Smallville this made old? Smallville made this a hit. Um, <gasps> what? Yeah. I mean, Greg Beeman says I read about the James Blunt song "You're Beautiful" in some obscure English magazine, and I basically directed the scene to that song. You know, and and then it became a huge hit, which delighted Beeman. He says, "When I direct a scene to a song and it ends up on the show and becomes a massive hit, I'm very proud." So yeah, this is uh, you know Smallville fans really helped that become a big thing. 
Um, so this is all very much wish fulfillment. Clark acknowledges that he's losing Lana and tells her it's not her fault. And then he says, Lana, what I'm about to show you may change the way you feel about me. And that's when he unzips his pants. And it's really weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he takes her to the Quanchi Caves. And just so you know, it's the last time you're going to see the Quanchi Caves. That was, the, that was it. Yay! That was it. Back caves. caves. Um, and uh, this is also the only time that you get to see what it looks like inside this portal. Um, it's the only time we ever see it. But it's really cool. Um, and yeah, he um, he takes her to the fortress. He takes it. He pretty much flies her up into the air to like a, a, a like a higher uh, landing uh, in the fortress. Mm-hmm. And it's just I wrote down this is gorgeous and epic. This is so amazing. Um, and he shows her his strength, which is taking this piece of coal and crushing it into a diamond. And then he shows her his heat vision by then soldering it to the ring. And that's when he proposes to her. And uh, it's just like, I mean, as a Smallville fan, you got to be just like, oh, my God. And, of course, mm-hmm. this is another thing where it's like, you know, people who are like, who's going to die? This is huge. Lana is, you know, is everything's working out great with Lana. Is Lana going to die? Yeah, but everybody – yeah, everybody's thinking, oh, Lana's going to die mm-hmm. because she's the person closest to Clark this they can't let this happen. Right. This can't be happening for real. For realsies. Uh trivia about the fortress. Uh Steve Oben, the costume set supervisor, calls it the fortress of styrofoam and explains that <laughs> it's a huge hurdle for the scenes in the fortress because they they have synthetic snow in there and um sometimes it sticks to the actors' costumes. And so that doesn't really look very snow like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Clark goes back and he tells his parents that he proposed to Lana and Jonathan doesn't Everybody's flip out. happy. <laughs> and uh, Lana goes to the Talon and actually arrives just in time to save Lois from a fall. And um, mm. uh, Lois even says, I would be lucky to end up with someone as honorable as Clark someday. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's so positive. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, you, you know, Clark tells Chloe and you know, um that's all good. So we ha- we go to the election party and I'm telling you when you know it's coming, you you're looking for these little things and there's this one last romantic moment with Martha between Jonathan and Martha where he he's walking Oh, right where he puts the pearls on. Yeah. And Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yes. <laughs> And he says the only vi- yeah he's putting the pearls around her neck yeah mm-hmm. sorry no it's okay I think we have another delay uh, he says the only victory that's ever changed my life is when I won your heart mm. and uh, yeah Jonathan wins the election and this is the best episode ever that's what my notes say <laughs> yeah, the end. Yeah. Meanwhile, poor Dr- poor Lex, drunk and alone, branded with the sins of his father. Um, it has to deal with Lana being like, yeah, so I'm getting married. <laughs> and uh, Lex is drunk and he's just like, after all the lies, you still choose him. Yeah, it's just – it's like 
it's like uh, kicking him when he's down. Mm-hmm. He lost the election, and he finds out she's engaged to Clark. That Clark won her. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to think back to like the first season when Lex was just being that older brother, being a matchmaker, really trying to help Clark be with Lana. And now it's just, you know, he's so obsessed with Lana now, you know, and then he freaks out. He's like, "How could you lie to me?" And which scares Lana, and uh, she drives off, heads towards. The fateful low bridge, a uh, Smallville High School bus crashes into Lana because Lex is like driving alongside her, telling her to pull over. And it's this horrible, horrible car accident. And it's crazy. It's like it's near the low bridge where Clark and Lex had that car accident. There's a Smallville uh-huh. High School bus. And even in the background, you see the Smallville town sign. So this is like just a huge. <laughs> A huge moment. It's just this, the setting of it is so very Smallville. They said that originally they wanted to use a train, by the way, mm. which would have been crazy. Lex is freaking out. Um, and then Clark zooms up and like Lex goes from freaking out to like, what the hell just happened? Where did he come from? Oh, yeah. And so Lex has discovered his secret, I guess, or at least knows mm-hmm. he's fast, super fast. But Clark doesn't care. Lana is like covered in glass and blood, and uh, jo- Clark freaks out. And Jonathan shows up, and and uh, and Clark just starts sobbing in his arms. Did what? Did what were you thinking around this time? Um, I don't know. Like I knew something was going to change. Yeah. Like I, I had a feeling that this was not the reality that was going to stick. Right. I didn't think that Lex would know about Clark's secret. Uh-huh. You know the all of that because that's that's okay. That's what we're missing here. The reason um, Lex was chasing Lana, it was it had to do with Clark's secret because she kept telling Clark he knows yeah. about your secret. I don't know how he knows, but he just like got it out of me or something. So um, I just had a feeling that this this reality wouldn't stick somehow, but I didn't know what was going to happen. Right? Did you remember Lana from later episodes? Were you were you thinking to yourself, "Oh, I saw Lana"? No, in episodes. <laughs> no. But I just I, I wasn't know. sure. I just had a feeling that Lana, Lana. I didn't think Lana was going to die. Yeah. Um, and so Clark realizes that Lana's life is what's going to be what is the life that Jarrell. Is uh is collecting, so he goes to the fortress, and uh, uh, and he gives him the white crystal, and he says, you know, you, there's only one of these. You can only change reality one time, but fate is going to uh, adjust, and somebody's life is going to be taken. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is so much like Lexmas, where Lex. Didn't end up. It's not going to end up with Lana anyway, mm-hmm. or or it's not going to be. It's not going to be good anyway. So that's why he decided uh, to d- do things different. Clark is not going to end up with Lana. He's yeah. she's either going to die or he's not going to tell her. Right. There is no other option. So, yeah. I mean, they go back. We, we time spins back, and. Um, you know, we're right back at the first scene again with James Blunt and everything. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I wrote down, Steph must have known where we're heading now. 
Uh, <laughs> and uh, Lana is very disappointed because Clark is uh, Clark said that he, she was going to have a day that she'll never forget, and now he's screwed yeah. it up, and he lies. Yeah, and just like yeah. yeah, every time, like we've been here so many times where she's expecting the truth, right. and he just wimps out, and she knows it, and she's just that look of of heartbreak on her face because he's not going to go through with it. So, so sad. Yeah, so sad. And, and you know, it sucks. See, we've seen Lana run from that barn. I don't know how many times, <laughs> just in tears. Mm. Um, and Clark confides in Lo- uh, Chloe and, um, and he actually points out like, this is, yes, I've seen this all before. He points out the flowers and the guy getting fired and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. And the Chinese takeout. Yeah. Yeah. I love that she says that's so. She says, "What did you do? Spin the world back on its ax- backwards on its ax- axis? I can't say axis apparently, <laughs> uh, which is from Superman one. Oh, wait. Mm. I also forgot to mention. I put this in the group too. Um, Clark making a diamond out of a piece of coal and then putting it on a ring and giving it to Lana actually happened in Superman three, and of course, Lana was played by Annette O'Toole." <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, um, Jonathan wins again, um, but this time Clark is at the party alone and he's got Chloe watching after Lois and, or watching after Lana and Chloe. And no Lois coming down the stairs to announce the winner. Yep. What's up with Lois? Uh, well, Lon- and so, so Clark realizes that something's different he goes upstairs and he finds her, uh, that she's, uh. She's fail and she's knocked out. Yeah, and there's and an so electrical short. They send her to the hospital. Lois oh, nearly yeah. escapes that. Well, that's the thing. Remember, in the first run through, Lana was there and stopped Lois from falling. Mm-hmm. This time, Lana's right. not there, which makes me think: Was Lois supposed to die this entire time? <laughs> <laughs> because Clark saves Lois just in time before Lois gets electrocuted. And he looks around like, yeah, nice try, Jarrell. <laughs> you know, which makes me think, wow, he was trying to take her out in the first runaround too, maybe, you know, or just gravity was trying to take her out. I don't know. Meanwhile, Chloe does a terrible job watching Lana. And so she and again ends up with Lex. But this time, Lex uh, smooches her and says that I would never lie to you. And... Um, and Lex uh, Clark actually uh, stops the bus before it hits Lana, and Clark again has to stand in the background as Lex plays the hero. You know, Lex nearly mm-hmm. gets mowed down himself. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, he's trying to run back across the road. And this is where they look up and they they make, Lana makes eye contact with Jonathan as he drives past, mm-hmm. and that's and it's like that's the the change. Well, not really. But that's because that's the reason why Jonathan was right behind Clark when he was helping her, when he was holding him, um, when, when Lana died. Where did Jonathan come from? Well, Jonathan was on his way back to his farm to, the house, to meet up with Lionel. He got the phone call in the first Lionel. way through, too. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So Jonathan immediately puts his dukes up. Pun totally attended. Uh, <laughs> um. And throws Lionel around, and then Lionel shows him that photo, which I thought he burned, but I guess he didn't. Um, 
And funny enough, wait, what found? Wait, what photo? The photo that Griff gave him. We don't see what's on the photo, but okay. it gets Jonathan mad enough to punch Lionel and then throw him across uh, his little uh, table there. But that's when the chest pains start. Um, and funny enough, there's a commercial for this episode where Lionel actually uh, throws Jonathan into a post and punches him in the face a couple times. Um, but apparently they didn't want to keep that in the episode. I don't know. And much like Jonathan Kent from the movie, Jonathan stumbles out into the driveway and then just falls to his knees. And uh, yeah, Clark is crying. Martha's screaming. And I am weeping. <laughs> I am so like... Yeah. It's a rough, rough scene. Um, I don't know. I, it didn't make me emotional. What's wrong with I you? I mean, I thought, it, well, I mean, it was sad. It was, I was in shock. I, I was, I couldn't believe it. I mean, mostly I was like, wow, that was a great episode. Mm-hmm. That was so surprising. I was, because I was more focused on that. I was more focused on that was an amazing episode of television. Right. More than, oh, that's the last time we we'll ever see Jonathan Kent. That's so sad. But, you know, my, the emotions came later <laughs> at the end of the next uh, I was going to ask. I was like, did they get you there? Because, oh, boy, that made me yes. well up. Oh, oh my God. he gosh. looks at the camera and goes, bye-bye. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> I was, like, wailing, weeping and wailing. <laughs> Tom Welling? Um there's a yes, uh, Willing, Tom Willing. <laughs> there's actually a deleted scene from Reckoning where Clark takes his father, his body, to the Fortress of Solitude. You can actually see screenshots of this uh, out on the net. Uh, it's really because it's kind of awkward. You see this Jonathan being carried by Tom Welling into the fortress and, jo- and Clark just screaming at Jarrell for help. Um, but there's no help. I mean, I can. I mean, I would like to have seen that because. You're like, Clark wouldn't have given up so fast. Right. Yeah, you know. He would have wanted to do something. He would have felt like he had to do something yeah. for Jonathan. And uh, when he's screaming for help, nobody's answering. Jorel's not answering. The for- the fortress is actually not even lit up. Um, mm. And uh, Clark actually has this moment with Jonathan, um, you know, dead Jonathan, and saying he's sorry. He couldn't help him. And uh, Al Goff actually, yeah. Uh, Al Goff made the decision to cut it. He said it was too morbid, mm. which yeah. Well, but I don't know. But it's just so sad that he was so that Clark was so selfish. Mm. To I mean, he didn't know what was going to happen, but he, for his own um, selfish reasons, now he has his mother is hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not just yeah, he, him. He pretty much took that crystal to spin back time and was just like, whatever, whatever the cost, I have to save Lana. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, it was a it was a huge, a huge gamble. So, yeah. And it ended up being even worse. Jonathan's debt. I, mean, I don't know. Satisfies two debts. Like I said before, in uh, the episode Hidden, Jarrell restores Clark's life, telling him that the life force that has been returned to you will soon be taken from someone you love. And in season three's exile, Jonathan told Jarrell he would sacrifice anything for his son. And all of a sudden, then he gets Kryptonium superpowers to go to Metropolis with. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> so we have a funeral. 
We have oh, preparing God. for the funeral, the scene between Martha and Clark. Uh, Clark is just so guilty. And um, I'm surprised he tells Martha, you know. And uh, and Martha's like, you know, it's not your fault. And do you even think, like, if you were given the choice, Jonathan or, you know, your dad or Lana, could you even have made that choice? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, my God. Trying not to crack up here. Um, in tears, I mean. A heart beats only so many times in a life. Your father used his more than anyone I know. Oh, oh God. <laughs> uh, you're his son. You know what is right or wrong. Whether your father is here or not, you're a man he's proud of, a man he could look up to, and something tells me he won't be the only one. And then just to like put the nail on it, like hit the nail on the head – now Clark has to be the one to help his mother with his, her necklace, you know? Mm. It's just so like... <gasps> so this is followed by snowy farm shots, like just snow everywhere. Like all the warm colors of Smallville have been wiped away because Jonathan's gone. It's so... It's, and everything's mm. so cold. And snow is falling at the funeral. Oh my gosh. My favorite shot is Lionel... Like stalking Martha like prey. Yeah, he just slithers into that funeral. Yeah. Ugh. Lex. And then Lex looking from afar. Yeah, that classic shot. You know, the person that can't quite get to the funeral. He's got to stand in the background. And Chloe, Chloe and Lois give the good worried reaction shot. Lana takes Clark's hand. Um, and uh, Martha watches her boy sprinkle dirt. And. Uh, yeah, this is actually the only episode, only scene in this entire season that every main character is in it. If you can believe that John Schneider is in that coffin. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so we're in, this is a hundred episodes. Uh, t- Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum have been in every episode. Um, mm. And now I have some stuff to read <clears throat> before I, um, also this song. Peter Gabriel's I Grieve is so painful to listen to. I mean, just because mm-hmm. it makes me. Um, Al Goff says, John Schneider is a terrific actor. He's a total TV star, of which there are very few. He's a guy we always wanted to cast in the show from the first time we came in and met him. I think he completely embodies the qualities of Jonathan Kent, the strength and kindness, but there's a fight in him as well, and I think you can see all these things in Clark. John's obviously a parent who in his own life deeply cares about his kids, and I think that translated onto the screen. He just brought a real warmth and authenticity to the role. And when we broke the news, he took it like a pro and was very dignified, and he understood and understands the nature of doing a television series. He's a great guy, and I'm sure he'll go on and start another hit show. Like I said, he's a complete TV star, and there are very few of them. And uh, John Schneider said he felt like his character went out like a hero. He says, it was like John Wayne and the Cowboys, an empowering death, which is so important, because if Jonathan Kent had just died... It would have been terrible. It would have been meaningless. And Tom Welling says, It was very bittersweet to see him go. When the day came, he was caught a few times on set, just kind of looking around going, Yeah, well, I guess this is it. <laughs> makes, me, makes me feel like John Schneider died. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Yeah. Uh, anything more to say about Reckoning? <sighs> I grieve. 
It was a great episode. The police are coming. You have to get this out now. Oh, no. <laughs> Sounds like there's danger in Metropolis. Who will save us? Could it be Clark Kent? No, there's a new hero in town. Uh, it's the one we see in the episode Vengeance, which uh, is the first writing debut of Al Septian and Turi Meyer, who um, are actually big Smallville writers starting from here on out. And uh, yeah, uh, Clark um, breaking tools, trying to fix his dad's tractor, and just oh man, that frustration! I, I, you know, I feel it. I, I really feel it. Uh, and you know, you know this, and I don't know if many people listening to this know this, but you know, I lost my dad, and it sucked. And uh, and Martha actually getting rid of Jonathan's clothes it reminded me of uh, yeah. the day that uh, my mother like. Purged our house We like started in the morning And she just started mm-hmm. Going through all his stuff All my father's stuff And uh, all of a sudden Our neighbor told us To turn on the, on the news And uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was when The uh, second tower was hit <laughs> What? Yeah, 9-11 We're picking up my father we're, we're packing up My father's things Oh my gosh Yeah he died He died in August 27th 2001 It was, uh, it was a rough time <sighs> So uh Clark tells Martha that he's dropped out of school, which actually should make you happy. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if there's no Professor Milton Fine right. there, then I'm okay with not going back to school. What if he falls and in it, love I with mean, a hot TA? No? Huh? What if he falls in love with a hot TA? We're, we're totally going to miss that plot line. Who? Oh. A hot, oh. A hot teacher's assistant, you know, who might secretly be working for the military. Uh, no. Wooden boy. Uh, but uh, hold on, I lost my train of thought. Let me go back. Clark. Oh, yeah, and I like that it shows that. Yes, Clark is the muscle or whatever. He, but there's so much more there at the farm that has to be handled that is that takes more than Clark's strength. That you know, so much that Jonathan did. And I'm telling, I'm telling you, Annette O'Toole like completely steps up in these two episodes. And this is yeah, this first part here where she hands, she's telling Clark about the watch and trying to give it down, you know, pass it down to him, and Clark refusing the watch. Like I love the like stunned sadness as um, Martha just kind of backpedals a little bit and like because she's kind of stunned that Clark like turned it down and. You know, you can see just like so many emotions going across her face. Like, like she's upset about it. You know, like it, it kind of hurt her, but also she's realizing that her son is in a lot of pain too. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, it's so good. <laughs> so, for some reason, Martha decides to go alone to a place called Suicide Slums at night. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I know the writers know what they're doing. Martha is in this horrible, fragile place, and these. Cruel bastards are about to cut her throat And beat her up And it's so like You just You want it You hate these guys mm-hmm. um, Cause she's doing such a good thing Yeah She's given to the You know the homeless shelter yeah. And You know She's gone through so much She's just lost her husband How You know these mm-hmm. And these cruel guys are, This guy just kind of walks away And like says over his shoulder To his other guy Other uh, yeah, The other guys just, just Slit her throat Like wow You know mm-hmm. Um, but luckily from above swings in this new superhero, um, which who we know from mercy reef. Uh, yeah. You, 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 you 
you saw her, huh? You, you figured it out, or you looked up her yeah. IMDb? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think maybe I. I don't know. She's um, she. It's weird. She has this daintiness about her, uh-huh. but also this uh, fierceness. It's yeah. she's an odd actress. She's got something. Yeah, she's got something there. She's got something going on there <laughs> that I kind of like. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't really see her much after this. Spoiler alert! Um, there uh, much? Uh, well, I'll explain it to you uh, when I do our teases. <laughs> um, but after this, she yeah, she's Lieutenant Taurus and the Aquaman pilot, and like not too much after this. Uh, by the way, her name is Denise Quinones, I think. Um, she's from Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. And she was Miss Universe 2001. Puerto Rico. <laughs> yes. Pronounced it. <laughs> and yeah, she doesn't really do too much after this. It says like she's doing theater and modeling and singing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, a lot of this was very much Batman inspired, Birds of Prey. Um, you know, I love we see this shot. Like, yeah, where was this music from? Oh, gosh. There's some of it that's definitely pulled from Batman. Um, the Danny Elfman score um, But yeah, Mark Snow mm-hmm. w- Also worked on the Birds of Prey Show, um, doing the score there So uh-huh. it's a terrible show they, They definitely uh, pulled some of the score From there for this But I love this yeah, they, they spent like $20 show That $20 show, did you say? <laughs> they spent like $20 on that oh, show Oh, okay <laughs> that show was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, it could have been promise. good if they had put money into it. Yeah, Ashley Scott. <sighs> um, I like we see this shot from afar though, where we see her kind of leaping up into the sky. I mean, it's it's obviously wires, but the music really sells it. Like mm-hmm. this is superhero stuff, you know? Yeah. She says, "Don't worry, you're safe now." And I also wrote like, "Luckily, this girl's." Uh, saved Martha because if it was Clark saving Martha here, he might have killed these sons of bitches. <laughs> like he's he's raw, mm-hmm. you know. Um. Okay, so yeah, Clark, Clark and Lana are still having problems. Like the the I love Tom how he just kind of reacts so like like he's jolted when Lana puts his hand puts her hand on him. Like oh, you know, but. She's trying to get. He recoils. Yeah, he recoils. That's right. So he goes to the Daily Planet, and uh, hey, that girl looks familiar. Of course, I would have recognized her because she's wearing glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Lex is trying to be as supportive to Lana as possible, and is upset because like Lana is now focused on helping Clark. Um. So Chloe and Clark get obsessed with the Angel of Vengeance, which they call um, her, and uh, they set up a fake mugging. <laughs> oh, that was so funny! <laughs> Clark saying like, "Because you're like at first you think that she's that Chloe's really being mugged." Yeah, and uh, he's he's yelling, uh, uh, "You're not screaming loud enough." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, I just wanted to say this is the first time in Smallville history that Clark wears a ski mask. So uh, mm. make that note on your calendar. Um, yeah, what a crazy trivia tidbit! But I love this little <laughs> super fight that Clark gets with, gets into with her. You know, they just it, it's so like I don't know. 
it was around this time when like some fans were like, why, why is the show still called Smallville? They should change the name to Metropolis, you know? And I, this is a, this is one of those reasons. Why? Because it's a, it's like a different show. Like, and, and this, this superheroes fighting in a, in, in the streets of Metropolis and all this stuff in the daily planet. Like they think that the show should have graduated too, you know? Uh, oh, but, uh, there's still some plenty of small. Yeah, because Clark does spend a lot of time at the Daily Planet, yeah. especially for to not work there. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's the new torch. So, <laughs> uh, and I, I want to talk about Chloe's outfits. Oh, please go ahead. These uh, these dress these skirts that she wears mm-hmm. to work are they're so cute. Mm-hmm. And a couple of episodes ago, she had these shoes on. That looked very vintage. Mm-hmm. They looked uh, like like the 40s. That's what it is. These costumes that she's wearing are looking uh, vintage, yeah. sort of. They're like updated, but uh, from the past 50s, 40s. So cute. I love I love it, and it and, and it's definitely playing up to um, just the way the Metropolis looks. And you know, this mm-hmm. is very much. The way the Daily Planet looks. Yeah, yeah. It's all very, you know, because the super, Superman roots are in the 30s and 40s, you know, and, you know, this TV show mm-hmm. in the 30s. And, yeah, I mean, much like how Batman did the same thing. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I like the uh, hat that she's wearing when uh, Clark's trying to mug her. <laughs> I, said, I wrote down cute hat, Chloe, so apparently I love the, I love the hat, too. Uh <laughs> The Angel of Vengeance is loose. But they're fight. Mm-hmm. But they're fight where uh, he, he like outruns her or he she turns around and there he yeah. is. You know, like, surprise, I can do it too. Yeah. I have the powers too. I love that. So she had she had a heart transplant because she was injured. <laughs> like she was mugged yeah. or something. It damaged her heart. And, that's not and where did she get the heart from, Steph? <laughs> from a crypto freak. <laughs> a girl who died in the meteor from- shower. Uh. And she's got a kryptonite locket. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, Lionel is attempting a power grab, uh, and he's, you know, again, I just I'm not getting Lionel at all. I'm loving it, but from episode to episode, I'm like, what is his motivation here? And you know, and yeah, you know, he says stuff like he says that he's angry at Lex for losing the Senate seat, and now he's going to take Luther Corp away from him. But he was working against Lex to take the Senate seat. So was it a whole ploy for yeah, him to why, take Luther never, Cope in the end? I never understood. Yeah, I never understood why he was so against Lex having you know winning the election. Yeah. Anyway, because he says different things yeah, to different I don't people. Know. You know, I mean, he says. Mm-hmm. I think he said to Martha how, or Jonathan, that you know he's afraid of his son getting a little bit too much power. But you know, is that was that was he telling the truth? I, I don't know. Because he's, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, the Angel of Vengeance is loosely based on DC's comic superhero named Akrata. Um, although she doesn't go by this name, Andrea mentions her mother was part of an organization called Akrata, mm. and uh, she's loosely based. It's she's definitely a mix of uh, like Batman and uh, the Huntress, of course, from Birds of Prey. Um. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Martha goes all the way to the Daily Planet to talk to Chloe to find out where Clark's been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, the thing is, if Metropolis is three hours from Smallville, yeah. Atlanta is three hours, hours from Birmingham, 
and I go once a year for Dragon Con. Like, I don't <laughs> go to Atlanta uh, because I don't have, like, spare money and spare time, you know, uh-huh. to, like, go all the way to it. That's like an all-day thing Yeah, to get up, go to Atlanta, and come home. That's your day. Yeah, Martha doesn't call Chloe. She just drives three hours to Metropolis. Like, huh, I, I, bet, I bet Chloe's at the Daily Planet. Let me just hop in the <laughs> car and put a tank and a half worth of gas in yeah. it. <laughs> And uh, Martha is uh, – oh, Chloe actually says Clark will pop up again soon or or blur in, which uh, is a nice uh, little tease for something that's coming later. Uh, <laughs> um, oh. um, Martha is worried that Clark's going to hurt somebody and then she confides in Chloe, how am I going to fill Jonathan's shoes? And that she's really happy that Chloe knows the secret. That way she has somebody she can kind of talk to. Which is great And somebody for Clark to talk to as well um, We have the Huntress and Yeah, I mean, I'm really I'm really excited for Martha's story yeah. line. It just gives her So much opportunity to be badass <laughs> yeah. And fierce I, don't, I, I said the Huntress I meant the Angel of Vengeance um, uh, Shows up again And they're trying to figure out Where this gang is And uh, she changes in the phone booth <laughs> <laughs> and then she, we, we see that she's not wearing her glasses, and we get a nice little product placement. AccuView to the rescue. Uh, Clark says that he's not a sidekick, um, and Chloe t- talks about how like cool it is that Andrea figured out that she's got to work at the Daily Planet because nothing happens in Metropolis without going through the Daily Planet. Hmm. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. Uh, so Chloe Chloe dis- discovers where the, the gang is at And she decides that she's going to call the police And both Clark and Andrea are like No <laughs> Clark speeds off and we get this Great line he grabs a guy And he's like how is it that trash Like you is still alive and my dad's Dead And uh But he gets overpowered kryptonite locket Andrea kills the guy in front of Clark and really kind of horrifies Clark. Mm-hmm. And teaches him a lesson. Mm-hmm. Clark learns a lesson. Yep. And that he can't let his anger take control. Right. Right. Exactly. He can't be angry. Exactly. And she goes after Lionel because the guy said that Lionel hired her. But I don't know. I'm thinking that he was trying to save himself because. Uh, these guys, these guys said that they don't murder anybody, but they were going to murder Martha, as you know, in the beginning of the scene. And uh, mm-hmm. they also said they're hired six months ago. And according to the Smallville timeline, six months ago, Lionel was locked up in Bell Reeves. So how could Lionel hire them? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Lionel. She tries to kill Lionel. Yeah, but Clark saves him. So Lionel knows Clark's secret, but he wasn't surprised. Nope. So maybe that photo that Lionel was showing uh, Jonathan was of Clark doing something. Yep. And you can see why Clark or why um, Jonathan got so enraged. But we don't mm-hmm. see the photo yet. But um, Lex challenges Lionel about get, trying to get the company back. And Lex has this knowledge that Lionel and Jonathan met the the night that Jonathan died and uh, blackmails him. And so Lionel just gives up, just 
drops everything and walks out of the office because God forbid Martha finds out. <laughs> um, and oh no, actually he doesn't walk out of the office. Lex does, and it's great. He like walks out and he says, "I hope you enjoyed your stay." And then he wheels around and looks at his father, and he's like, "Sorry, it was so short." <laughs> Which, yeah, that was a great line delivery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Clark basically has worked through his rage by helping Andrea through hers, and um, and yeah, like she ends up f- getting getting away because uh, she killed somebody, and she's and she says that she's you know basically got to take off because she knows that Clark will never let this go. And I just wrote that. How well does Andrea know Clark again? <laughs> what? <laughs> Super yeah. odd. Um, Couldn't Andrea t- spill Clark's secret? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just added to the list. <laughs> oh, you actually didn't mention the whole thing with Lionel. After he's rescued, he looks at Clark and says, "Thank you, son." Son. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. it's kind of like, is Jarrell in there? Is or does Lionel just like? Is Lionel trying to play surrogate dad now that Jonathan's gone? He's trying to fill uh-huh. Jonathan's shoes. Um, so Martha is offered Jonathan's Senate seat, and I just wrote out it's crazy how that works. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of kind of like uh, tossing a coin to decide between two people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, how is this legal? Yeah. How is this legal? <laughs> So I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I think Martha would be a great sinner, but how is this legal? Yeah, but I've heard this before. Like a widow serves oh, yeah. her husband's time. Um, but yeah, Clark says that he didn't kill this guy because he heard his dad's voice talking to him and saying he doesn't, you know, don't do it. And uh, Chloe um, wonders, like maybe he should do kind of like the same secret identity thing as Andrea did. And Clark says, honestly, I'm trying to find a way to not hide who I am, which is interesting. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, th- if he would have killed those people, that would have be- he would have been the person that Jarrell wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. Not Jonathan. <sighs> Lana found the watch. Good job, Lana. She went to all, yeah, all the pawn shops. I don't know how J- Lana knew what the watch looked like. I mean, it was Jonathan's favorite watch, but he, we never saw him wear it. <laughs> so, whatever, yada yada. Um, and then it's Jonathan Kent with little Clark on the tractor, and he says, "This young man is a man of steel." He's laughing, and obviously Martha's behind the camera, and Martha's just watching the TV. And Clark, and he's going to take you. He's going to show him. He's going to show him back forty. Yes, <laughs> the back forty. And yeah, then he goes, wave goodbye to mommy, son. Bye-bye. And oh, Martha and Clark sob. Really? I sob. I, I scream and holler and yell. And, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but uh, this was actually going to be the end of our conversation, but we had a little extra time. So we're going to be talking about the episode tomb, which, I mean, isn't. Which is a huge waste of <laughs> Yeah, Stephen tonight. You know, he's got some good ones. He's got oh, some. Oh God, Stephen tonight. He's got some bad ones. This is the one yeah. where Chloe slits her wrists and sees a ghost. <laughs> uh, Bring in the Buffy. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, during a thunderstorm, uh, a Chloe shower scene. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> 
you have my attention. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, you really shouldn't take a shower in a thunderstorm. I mean, what if like lightning hits your bathroom or something? I don't know how that works, but you're you're not supposed to take a shower in a thunderstorm. I know that, right? You don't take one in the thunderstorm, do you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> or a bath? <laughs> Look, this is the South. It, it's this thunder. It, there's thunderstorms all the time. <laughs> Do you have thunderstorms in Vermont? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We have all the weather. Mm. Not tornadoes. There's a tornado ever once in a great while, but not not, not very often. Um, oh, okay. So, Chloe, uh, inside the shower, we see that – did you see the creepy girl in the, the curtain there, the ghost girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a good, 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 good ghost. <laughs> and, yeah, it's her – she somehow cuts her wrists and yeah. – um, Chloe's brought to the hospital and straight up immediately, I didn't really remember this episode, but as soon as that orderly walked by and had a line, I was like, that's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, throughout this, I'm just screaming, where is Gabe? Where's Gabe Sullivan? Uh, you know, Chloe's dad, because like his daughter slit her, slit her wrists. She's being held by a psychiatrist. Uh, she's about to be transferred to Belle Reve and somehow Lex takes guardianship over her <laughs> somehow. Like, how does Lex be like, oh, yeah, we're going to send her to Belle Reve and get the, get the finest doctors in Metropolis working on her. And what gives him the right to do that? I, I don't know. Uh, I didn't even think about her dad. He's been gone for so long. I, didn't, yeah. I, I forgot about him. He's alive. Last, does he ever come back? Last, I don't think so. Last time we heard of him, uh, it was after the whole explosion thing, and uh, mm-hmm. she was living with her dad, and mm-hmm. then she went to college. So we haven't really heard much about Gabe since. Um, I love Chloe's line here. Clark is worried that she actually tried to kill herself, and she says, I'm a writer. If I was going to kill myself, I'd leave one hell of a suicide note. <laughs> uh, that was cute. But yeah, the the panic about if, her mom comes comes up. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? Just if uh, you know, if there could be jokes about suicide that are funny, that was a good funny <laughs> yeah, right. jokes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Chloe keeps insisting that she's not like her mother, and tells Clark to keep her secret, which is interesting. But yeah, she mm-hmm. sees like bloody footprints, and it's getting all crazy, and gets sedated. I, you know, again, Alice Mac. Great performance here. I think that's yeah, one of the best very parts good. Of this episode. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute is is Lois related to her on her dad's side or her mother's side? Mm. Boy, I'm not sure. I'm I'm assuming her mother's side. I'm assuming that, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know how they're related because Lois is Elaine and Chloe is a Sullivan. So is is her maybe. Chloe's mom is uh, maiden name was Lane. Maybe Lois's mom is sister is a Sullivan. Is a Sullivan? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because don't Lois we ever didn't find out. <laughs> Lois didn't know about the mother's mental yeah, uh, history. That was interesting. So mm-hmm. I guess we could blame that on her constantly being shipped all over the place with her father. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I love her line. She's, you know, Clark brings Chloe back to to the talent apartment, you know, and she says, "I don't care if Daffy Duck hits her with a mallet <laughs> about how she's going to get ready, get better." 
And yeah, we soon figure out this is a Phantom Dennis situation. There's a body in the wall. Um, That's so disturbing to me. And I guess it's supposed to to be. Was that on? What was that on? The. um, What HBO show Oz? Did like. uh, Oh, yeah. Brick somebody up in the wall? Yeah, I think there was another thing. Another person getting bricked up inside a wall that I saw recently. I can't remember what it was, but it's really disturbing. This girl, I think she got stabbed and Michael was like, where do I put her? Oh, inside the wall, <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> weird. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, Clark, break, I love how I, I like I wrote, Jesus, man, take the bathroom cabinet off the wall first. I bet Lois's personal things went everywhere when he just decided to punch <laughs> through the bathroom cabinet to get into the wall. And, uh, but I like that that Clark trusted Chloe. Yes, she was like, "Believe me, look, just look." Yeah. And he does, and he sees the the remains. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this girl's this girl Gretchen, her spirit goes under some sort of transference <laughs> because of kryptonite. Yeah, and so we have Gretchen as Chloe, who actually does a better job than. Most people, when these 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 kids are taken over by somebody else, or if they're they're under the influence of something, she botches up. Yeah, a little I thing. could tell that it, that it wasn't Chloe. Yeah, she's like chewing her fingernails. I think that was the big giveaway, right? And then she, her, her eyes were like darting everywhere. Yeah, and he says something about the about kryptonite, and she's like, "Yeah, the crypto thing." <laughs> <laughs> she looks inside Chloe's wallet, and she discovers that she's a college student, and she has a license to carry a stun gun. So she puts two and two together and goes to her dorm room somehow, finds her dorm room, and Lana is asleep. And if you notice, she's fully clothed, by the way. <laughs> I guess they were like, Kristen, come to this set. We need you to lay down here. We got to do this scene really quick. All right. Where do I lay? On your bed. All right. I'm going to turn the lights down and action. Um, I also noticed that you know these kids have a pretty, pretty, pretty neat looking coffee maker in their dorm room. Uh, Lana's got a lava lamp next to her bed, so it's very college. A lava lamp. Yeah. Uh, and Lex uh, shows up, and then it's then Clark, and uh, and Clark's like Chloe was here, and Lana says, "Yeah, she was acting like a completely different person." <laughs> Uh, Steve of the night What the heck Um, Oh this uh, Michael Westmore Creepy guy Who reminds me of Leonard Betts From the X-Files Or was it not Mm. not Leonard Betts uh, Not Dwayne Barry The creepy funeral guy Donnie Faster He reminds me of Donnie Faster Uh, Remember the guy who would like I can't believe you remember these names Who would like tell girls to wash their hair In the bathtub And then he'd like clip their nails he was creepy. Anyway, this guy is played by Damon Johnson, who we see again in I Zombie. Uh, he's he manages the strip club in uh, Pour Some Sugar Zombie. Ah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael knows about Chloe's mother and tells her to open your wrists and release all your secrets so you can be at peace, which is just really dark and. Yeah, I love how Clark figures out what happened. Like he has no idea where Chloe is, but somehow figures out she was abducted by looking at a 
a picture from a, from the Daily Planet that shows Michael at a candlelight vigil for uh, uh, Gretchen, I think, and he's just looking shifty, and he's like, "That's the orderly I saw," and then immediately like clicks his clicks one button on the keyboard and brings up the Smallville Medical Hospital record of uh, Michael Westmore and where he lives. <laughs> Like, good hacking, Clark. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Lois and Chloe are tied up, and uh, uh, Michael, not very wisely, gives Lois a knife to kill herself, and she throws the <laughs> knife at him. And then, well, he wants Lois to kill Chloe. Yeah, or to slit her wrist or something, or to kill herself. I don't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, and then Clark gets subdued by the kryptonite, and uh, Chloe um, or Gretchen—not sure who's in charge here—but she tells Michael to come, you know, help her kill him, kill herself, and he she grabs him and then transfers Gretchen's spirits into her, into him, and then he kills himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's really kind of off camera. It's very. Like what's going on? I I I didn't even write it down, but there's a yeah because they well because they explain it in dialogue later yeah of what happens and and yeah and Stephen tonight actually said I didn't write it down, but how confusing that scene is and yeah this is really grim stuff for Smallville and this episode did air with a parental discretion just so you know ah uh. uh so Clark and Lana. Are talking about the relationship and you know why didn't why didn't you tell me you went to Lex and she says why didn't you tell me you broke Chloe out and then she says I don't know how to talk to you anymore and leaves and Clark offers to take over the farm so Martha could become senator and uh, Chloe is wondering why Gretchen chose her and she's like well maybe it's because I have a little crazy in me because of my mother and Clark discovers that she hasn't visited her at all and that. And he tells her, you know, before it's too late, you should visit your mom. <sighs> so she goes and gives her a hug. And we don't really see the girl, uh, see her mom. Let me just read this here to you. I think it's the last thing I have okay. to read tonight. Yeah. Smallville creator Al Goff also wasn't impressed with the final cut of Tomb. Tomb is probably one of my least favorite episodes. It's one of the episodes where I think we were trying to do something, a dark kind of thriller that sort of delved into a little bit more of Chloe's family history, but I don't think it was very successful. I remember watching the show and feeling it was totally not what we do. It was actually sort of uncomfortable. It just felt like it was a little too dark. It was a little too scary. The ending was odd, and ultimately, for me personally, that certainly was one of my least favorite episodes of season five. Allison Mack said she found challenges with it. Um, That was a really difficult episode because it was so dark. We usually don't go that dark. It was such a dark, dark episode. It's such a heavy thing. It was really hard to be in that place for two weeks. Um, Tomb did, however, give viewers a long-awaited reunion between Chloe and her mother, though fans were a little disappointed that they were given a little more than an embrace and didn't get a good look at Mrs. Sullivan. Um, Stephen and I says, a lot of people complain. The reason why you never see her mother's face is because we planned on using her later, but hopefully that time with some sort of stunt casting where we brought in somebody that people will recognize. So we didn't want to be locked into anything. So that's why you didn't see. Him. Yeah. That's what I figured was going on. And uh, so uh, does Steven did not get fired. No, no, <laughs> no, no, I believe he's here to the end. Uh, so 
Buckle up. <laughs> he does some good stuff too. We like some of his episodes. I know some, but it's like the good ones are good, but the bad ones are bad. Yeah. Which is good. We got this one out of the way. Uh, <laughs> no needle yeah. drops for this episode or the last episode. I think there's only like a couple of needle drops this week out of like the five we watched. Um. <clears throat> so, does Chloe's mom come back? Uh, she, I was going to say uh, they say something about perhaps they were thinking about bringing her back, doing some stunt casting. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh, yep. Um, and it's pretty pretty good pretty good casting. Yeah. Um, the hair color changes, so it's very weird in that respect. But <laughs> anyway. Oh, okay. So it's it's not. Um, Oh my gosh, Supergirl. What's her name? Helen. Oh, no. Helen Slater. Nope. But, uh, Helen Slater. I'll just tease you again. We will see Helen Slater sometime too. Cause, you know, it's, we got to get all our Superman people in here, you know? Oh, there's, uh huh. There's several that we still have to get to. It's, it's good stuff. Um, episode of the week. Do we even need to say? Does Terry Hatcher show up? I don't think she does, actually. I don't think so. No. She's too busy doing, mm-hmm. uh, Desperate Housewives, which uh, line. which yeah. uh, John Schneider will be showing up in. Really, I heard. I'm pretty sure he does. I think he does have an arc on there after Smallville. Hmm. Probably like a hot dad or something like that. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Do we even need to say episode of the week? I mean, it's reckoning. It's obviously. Oh reckoning. no! Of course, yeah. it's reckoning. Mm-hmm. Next week episode oh. of the. Season probably. Go ahead. Sorry. One of the top episodes of the show. Next week, we have four episodes to watch, um, which, uh, you know, we're going to be doing a couple more fives uh, coming up. But once iZombie starts on February 26th, we'll probably just be doing four a week for a while. But uh, actually, I figured it out. We'll be finishing up season six Mm -hmm. right when iZombie starts. So. We still got lots of small. Okay. Footage. All right. So uh, next week it's four and an extra. Um, the four episodes are what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nothing you're interested in. Um, these are web extras, and it's uh, rather than the Chloe Chronicles, um, they do something called the Vengeance Chronicles. Oh no! Where Andrea Ro- Rojas shows up again, and that's where we see Uh-oh. that's where we see her again. Um, that's why I was kind of teasing about that. But the four episodes that you will watch are uh-huh. <laughs> Cyborg. What? Is it, is it Cyborg? Cyborg. Is Cyborg. Is it really? Cyborg. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh, Aqua um, and Run. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm excited. Yay. Hypnotic. Uh, Hypnotic. V- yeah. Okay. Void. Sounds good. And Void. Fragile. Which is an Italian episode, I believe. Fragile. Huh? Fragile. Oh. <laughs> and the Vengeance Chronicles, if you're a completist like me. Uh, I'll probably be posting it in the group. Uh, Steph, if you're not going to watch the Vengeance Chronicles, please, before it gets buried in the group, watch that reckoning behind the scenes. It's probably like a half hour of your time. It's so good. So good. Okay. All right. The teases are, number one. We meet another member of my Justice League, which I think you kind of figured out. <laughs> uh-huh. Clark falls in lust 
which Lois describes as last tango at the Talon. <laughs> what? Said a last tango in Paris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I'm excited about this. That sounds good. Okay. Someone who we thought was gone reappears. Oh, Brainiac. Uh, whatever you think. Next tease is. Milton Fun. <laughs> next tease is another person who we thought was gone reappears. <laughs> Jonathan Kent. Wow, you're figuring this all out, aren't you? Or are you? Um, well, here's the thing. This is this is what usually happens mm-hmm. in television land when, say, um, a very prominent star when a when a series regular dies mm-hmm. before the finale of the season. Yeah. They they're paid for the whole se- season, right. so they try to bring them back. Uh, in like flashbacks, dreams, uh, hmm. video, like we saw. Hmm. So God, there's ways to see dead people. Uh, at, you know, this is a genre in, in show. The season that they're, <laughs> it's a genre show. Yeah, uh, it could be Jarrell playing a mind trick on on Clark. Mm-hmm. It could be. It could be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, another tease is. Clark helps out another little kid who might be a murderer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Stop with the kids. Hey, when it works, it works. Uh, Tom Welling takes the director's chair for the first time. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Yep. And, and your last tease is... In, in these? Go okay. ahead. No. Uh-huh. What were you saying? Uh, nothing. Okay. Your last tease is a new relationship blooms. Dun, dun, Lana dun. and Lex. We'll see. Uh, we'll be talking about those four episodes. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I I actually uh, was hoping we could start meeting on Wednesdays. So is that okay that with you? Yeah, because it looks like I'm off a lot of Wednesdays. Yeah, right. Um, Except for the Wednesday that I'll be in Tampa, Clearwater slash wherever. Right. Which which week is that? Oh, it's in March. Oh, it's in March. So, wow. So, wow. We'll figure it out when we get to it. We'll be in season seven by then or season eight. <laughs> season seven, I think. We'll be if, – if we stay on target, um, we'll be finishing up Smallville like the second week of July. <laughs> and then – Second week of what? July. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We would. We probably would have finished sooner, but, you know, we have this iZombie thing we do. Well, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so, oh, uh, anyway. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>